Going to start this hour with the Bank of Canada, who is uh, out with, uh, well, I guess a bit of a warning here. The uh, trade war is creating, they say, an $18 billion, that's billion with a B, $18 billion crater in the Canadian economy. Why is this happening and what can we do about it? Here is Cindy Todgham. She's an international trade lawyer and joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Cindy, good afternoon and thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Uh, first off, uh, can you explain, is this mostly due to uh, what happened uh, with the NAFTA negotiations and the fallout uh, thereof, uh, with the United States, of course, being our biggest trading partner? Well, it's in part to do with uh, the NAFTA 2.0 negotiations, and in part has to do with Buy American programs and uh, other issues relating to the U.S.-China trade war and other trade wars that the U.S. is having. All right, so multiple factors uh, at play here, and it's, uh, I think, probably hard for the Canadian government to set its sights on, uh, you know, where to focus, uh, how, to, how to stem the bleeding here. Well, it is difficult, but uh, the premiers are asking them to uh, t- attend a little bit more to the Buy American uh, provisions. So that is one area that uh, they're being asked to focus a little bit more closely. Yeah, let's talk about that and explore that a little bit, because I you know uh, Saskatchewan's uh, Premier uh, Scott Moe told reporters that uh, trade was uh, one matter being uh, discussed at the Premier's conference, and that uh, they are set to call on the federal government to provide what they say is a stronger uh, leadership and ask uh, President Trump for an exemption to this Buy American uh, policy. Uh, exactly uh, how would that work, Cindy? Well, a number of the Buy American policies are put in place by executive order, by presidential orders. So it is quite easy uh and easy in quotations, for President Trump to put in an exemption for Canada. Uh, Easy for us to ask, not so easy for us to get it from President Trump. Well, I was going to say, because, uh, you know, obviously that's been one of his big uh, mantras uh, south of the border is uh, buy America and uh, America first. I mean, it's one thing to ask. It's another thing to to get it. I mean, that would take some major persuading, wouldn't it, from uh, the, the Canadian government to make that happen, to make it a reality? Well, I'm sure that there is something that President Trump wants, and uh, he's one of the, those individuals that will trade. Uh, so is there something that President Trump can receive in exchange for an exemption for Canada from the Buy American um, executive orders? Yeah, just how damaging has that Buy American policy been to the Canadian economy? Do, do we know for certain? We don't have statistics per se. However, um, we just found out that Bombardier is going to lay off a number of Ontario workers in Thunder Bay. And last month, Bombardier announced that it is going to expand its facility to manufacture rail cars in California, in Pittsburgh, California. And so there's you know, a, a direct link um, between the layoffs in Ontario and the expansion in the U.S. and the expansion in the U.S. is due to the fact that there is a Buy American provision for infrastructure projects, and 65% um, of local of, of public transportation projects have to have local U.S. content, and the assembly has to be done south of the border. So Bombardier's chosen to expand its uh, California 
plant so that it can bid on U.S. contracts. Mm, interesting. So should uh, Canadian uh, officials, the Canadian government, do they need to be better negotiators when it comes to giving money out to companies like Bombardier to make sure that uh, there's safeguards in place uh, against things like uh, what you just described? Well, they they definitely need to uh, ensure that anything that can be manufactured in Canada is manufactured in Canada so that Canadian workers are are the ones doing the work. However, uh, if the reason for shifting production to is to the United States is due to the Buy American provisions, we need to get an exemption for Canada so that there isn't this incentive to expand in the United States and shift production from a Canadian plant to a U.S. plant. All right. Short of uh, being able to negotiate with uh, President Trump, uh, what about fight fire with fire? Should we have a buy Canadian uh, program in retaliation or would that be fruitless, do you think? Well, that's a good question. And uh, a number of years ago, Ontario actually did put in place a, a uh, buy Ontario steel uh, provision to counteract a New York buy American steel provision. So uh, Ontario, for an Ontario government contract, we cannot buy New York steel. And so uh, there are probably a number of situations where premiers across the province um, can find where um, a U.S. company is supplying a Canadian infrastructure project or a Canadian government contract and a buy Canadian, hire Canadian policy would create an issue for that contract. So we will get rid of our buy Canadian if President Trump uh, gets rid of his buy American as far as Canada is concerned. Yeah, is that a strategy, do you think, sorry, that would work for Canada considering, uh, you know, economies of scale and just how bigger their economy is than ours? I mean, is that a game in the long run that we can win? It all depends on what contracts are at issue, but it, you know it is not necessarily a, a game that Canada can win. There has to be something else, uh, an incentive, and you know it, this could have been um, part of the resolution for steel um, that we remove, we get some exemptions for Canada in the procurement area as well. And we didn't get that. We kind of just focused in on steel. And so is there another opportunity for us to negotiate with the Trump administration so that we can get exemptions? And I think that's what the premiers are saying is, what opportunities are there and let's pursue them. Let's talk about them. Let's put our heads together and let's find some some reasons why this would be in President Trump's interest to grant an exclusion for Canada from the Buy American provisions. All right. That's the American side of the equation. Let's talk about to China briefly if we could as well, as we're considering this $18 billion hole in the Canadian economy, according to the uh, central bank, due to various trade wars going on right now. How difficult is it, how problematic is it uh, with China and their import uh, restrictions on things like a Canadian canola and Canadian meat uh, products, uh, particularly when a lot of this is obviously tied up in politics as well? It is tied in politics, and, and China has clearly signaled to Canada that it will... Um, escalate and find other products and other um, import prohibitions uh, or restrictions for China uh, for Canadian goods in order to release Miss Meng and and allow her to come home. So the uh, extradition issue is significant and the uh, diplomacy and politics around that is very, very significant and, and China knows that it's in a position to make things worse and worse for Canada until we do what they want us to do. 
Is the ultimate resolution for Canada here, Cindy, is that, I mean, we're talking about two of our, if not the biggest trading partners in the U.S. and China, and we talk about globalization all the time, is that Canada, when it comes to trade, we need to continue to diversify and find as many partners as possible? Absolutely, and that is what we have been doing for a number of years. So we've got the Canada-EU-CETA, and we've got the, uh, I still call it TPP, uh, <laughs> that, that we've signed, and we're, you know, we can restart our negotiations with India. Um, but it's also, the, you know, the, the China issue probably could have been avoided if we had been more on the ball and realized who Ms. Meng was and not participated in um, arresting her at the uh, Vancouver airport. And this is really a problem of our own making. Uh, We did get a request from the United States, but I think that the federal government could have handled it much differently, and we wouldn't be in the position that we're in now. And, And is there some way that we can resolve this issue so that we aren't fighting um, and, and aren't caught in the middle of the U.S.-China uh, trade dispute. It is finally $18 billion. I don't care who you are. That's a lot of money. That's a big number. Just how damaging is that, this $18 billion hole in our economy due to these uh, trade wars? What sort of effect is it having, and do you think it's uh, temporary or long-term? Well, until the China... Uh, issues get resolved. So until Ms. Meng is permitted to go home, um, I think that the trade uh, issues with China are going to escalate, and then we're going to continuously be put into a difficult uh, situation, and we're going to continuously face um, issues from the United States where they're going to use their power to restrict Canadian goods coming into the United States and create incentives for Canadian companies to increase their footprint in the United States and decrease their footprint in Canada. Um, And we're going to see a lot more of that. And and it is going to be harmful. And currently it's harmful for a lot of small businesses. I mean, the backbone and and the engine of the Canadian economy are small to medium-sized businesses. And they're the ones who don't have the resources to fight these battles. The art of their making. Without a doubt, an $18 billion, as I mentioned, is a big, big number and a big hole. Cindy Tajem Chernick, international trade lawyer, with us this afternoon. Cindy, really appreciate your time and perspective. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.